0: At Watermark Community Church, we're reading the Bible together and learning about how a bunch of smaller stories point to one big true story, the story of God's rescue plan through Jesus. Welcome to Join the Journey, Junior. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. Let's pick up right where we left off last week. The Israelites just got the Ark of the Covenant back from the Philistines, so they celebrated. But they still had a problem they were still being ruled by the Philistines. So Samuel, the priestly assistant to Eli, the previous judge, told them how they'd be free from the Philistines. They had to get rid of all of their idols and turn their hearts fully to God. The Israelites were tired of being ruled by the Philistines, so they did as Samuel said. In fact, Samuel led them in a ceremony where they all confessed their sin to God and worshipped him. As they did that, the Philistines tried to attack them, But God spoke thunderously, which created panic among the Philistines. So the Israelite armies were able to defeat the Philistines finally. Samuel's leading the Israelites through worship and battle made him Israel's final judge. As Samuel grew older, the nation had experienced peace from their enemies for many years. Samuel had two sons, but they were not like Samuel. They lived their lives chasing after money and wealth. One day, the elders of Israel came to Samuel and told him they wanted a king. They saw that all the nations around them had kings, so they wanted one too. Now friends, if we think back to when the Israelites had just crossed the Red Sea, we'll hear God say something specific about whether Israel should be like the other nations or not. (laughs) Moses climbed the mountain and God gave him a very important message. This message said if the Israelites obeyed God, they would be his kingdom of priests, a holy nation, set apart from all other nations on the earth. Moses brought that message to the people and they agreed to obey God's commands and be his people. So God called them to be set apart from all other nations, not to try to be like other nations. So let's see how Samuel responds to the elders. Samuel was not pleased with their request, so he went to the Lord for guidance. God told Samuel to do as they requested, but give them a firm warning about the risks of having an earthly king. God responded this way because they weren't rejecting Samuel as their judge so much as they were rejecting God as their king. So Samuel did that. Here's what he said. He warned that an earthly king would force the people to do everything for him, whether it be fighting to protect him, plowing his fields, or cooking meals for him, it would be all for him. Then the things that people have owned for themselves, the earthly king would tax or take a portion of those things. Samuel warned that all of this would be so extreme that the people would beg for relief from the Lord, but the Lord would not help them because this is what they had asked for. Hearing this morning, The elders restated how much they wanted to be like the nations around them, having a king to lead them into battle. So Samuel told the Lord how the people responded, and God told him to give them a king. After some time, the Lord told Samuel he'd meet someone from the tribe of Benjamin the following day. This man was the man Samuel was supposed to anoint as the leader of the Israelites. The next day, as Samuel was going up to the place of worship, he saw a man approaching him that was both taller and more handsome than anyone in the land. God told Samuel, this was the man he was to anoint. So when the man asked where the seer, or prophet, was, Samuel told him he was the seer. Then Samuel told the man he should go up ahead of him to the place of worship because they would eat together up there. And then Samuel would tell him what he wanted to know. Lastly, Samuel told the man not to worry about the donkeys he'd been looking for because they'd been found Mm -hmm. and that he and his family are the focus of all of Israel's hopes. Can anyone guess who this man was that was talking to Samuel? It was Saul. He had lost his donkeys three days prior and was told that there was a seer in this town that would be able to tell him where his donkeys were he was about to get a lot more than his donkeys. Saul responded humbly to Samuel, saying that he was from the smallest tribe in Israel and his family was one of the least important families in his tribe. But Samuel ignored Saul's words and placed Saul at the head of the table, which was a place of great honor. They ate delicious food. Mm -mm -mm. Then Samuel prepared a place for Saul to stay the night. The next morning, Samuel helped Saul prepare to leave town When they reached the edge of town, Samuel had Saul's servant go on ahead of them because he had a special message from the Lord. Then Samuel anointed Saul's head with oil and told him that the Lord appointed him to be the ruler over Israel. Then he told Saul all the things he would see on his journey home, including a moment when the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him, changing him into a new person. After all that came to pass, Samuel gathered all the people of Israel to formally announce who would be their king. As Samuel announced Saul as their leader, who was hiding himself among the baggage, all the people shouted, Long live the king! Let's review today's story with a few questions. Question 1. What did God tell Moses that Israel should be? Question 2. Why did the Israelites want a king? Question 3. How do you think Christians should live right now? Talk to your parents about it. The nation of Israel was called to be a nation set apart from other nations. But in today's story, they were specifically seeking to be like the nations around them. Samuel warned the people about the risks involved in having an earthly king, but that didn't change their mind. Then Saul arrived, looking for some donkeys he lost, but was given way more than his donkeys. Saul was everything the people wanted in a king, and the Lord even sent his spirit to help him. But we'll have to see in future stories whether Saul walks with the Lord or if he chooses to go his own way. Just like the nation of Israel, God calls members of his church to live differently than the people around them as well. But remember, when we do so, we don't do it to convince God to love us. We live differently because he loves us. That is what all these little stories are bringing us to. God's greatest example of His love for us when He sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to give His life as payment for all our sins. When we understand that, we can't help but respond by living differently. Join us next time as we journey through the Bible together.